Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi guys, welcome to the podcast for another week, uh, solo next Sunday night pod back again. Round 5 has been and gone and believe it or not we are 20% of the way through the 2019 NRL season already. It's flying by uh, but good to good to have some good games on the weekend and some close games as well. Uh, last week recap finished up on 11.34 which has got me sitting at 3.97th overall. It's been a... After round two where I jumped up, it's been um, a slow fall from grace ever since then, unfortunately. And this week was 1,100 even. So I think I'm, I reckon I'm probably about 40 to 50 points off the pace again. This week, I'm just making stupid decisions. I'm not getting captains right. I'm getting guys on the bench who are outscoring people. I went with Burgess as captain this week, used my first two trades of the season uh, to bring in Burgess and Ockhambour for Lane and Garrick. Uh, the, Bur- the Lane to Burgess trade, I think, actually cost me points. Um, and then, obviously, making Burgess captain over Cooks cost me 60. I've got Garner sitting on my bench. I've got Burr sitting on my bench. I've played Ravalawa and Reed Marnie and Ockhambour ahead of the two of them, so that's cost me points as well. It's the same story every week. Every week, I reckon, I'm I'm giving up 50 to 60 points because I can't get a captain right, and I can't get my bench right, uh, but it is what it is, 1,100 even. When in decent score, 1,185 he's sitting on so far. He will not be very far behind me at all. This week, 1,185 is a good score. Um, I reckon I'll be lucky to still be in the top 1,000. At the end of this week, but uh, come tomorrow afternoon, Monday afternoon, we'll we'll see where it all ends up. Um, quiet weekend, quiet weekend around home. Had to had to create some content for the podcast. I didn't have any good stories or anything, so I was trying to uh, trying to create some content for the people out there. So I went out and sliced my foot open on some glass and spent half a day in the emergency uh, section of the Gold Coast Hospital getting six stitches uh, in the side of my foot. So just just creating content for the people, you know? You know, I mean, commitment. That is commitment to the cause. I've asked NRL Physio to provide an update, sent him a tweet with a picture, asked him to, to give his thoughts. I'll let you know if he replies. He had no reply as yet. Um, but I see he's, he's done some analysis of Aaron Molan's broken arm. So I think he can do some analysis of my of my cut foot. But... Let's see what he says, but yeah, shouldn't keep me out for too long. One to two weeks, I reckon. One to two weeks, the coach has said that I'll be out. Uh, yeah, quick turnaround, but should be good to go. But yeah, just just you know, creating content for the people, slicing my foot on some glass and going to get six stitches. But that's what I do. That's what I do for the fans out there. Right, massive week this week. Like I said, I've got a, a huge list of people written down here. I've got a heap of injuries. Let's start with the injuries this week because there was just... 
so many of them. I've probably missed some, but I've tried to write them all down. Again, shout out to NRL Physio, who does a great job over the weekend keeping us up to date and analysing the injuries as they occur. Fafita with the hammy, couldn't see the game out. Potentially a chance to play this week. More likely than not, maybe misses one or two weeks, it's looking like, but who knows, he might be back this week. He might not even miss a week, but they do have a Thursday night game, I believe, which is not ideal. Guerra with a really badly broken leg. His season's done. Maybe his career's done. I'm not sure. Fergo's injured his ribs and his nose. He could be out for two to six weeks. Jai Arrow, an ankle injury. Couldn't see the game out. Um, more information required. Tarpany's injured his ankle. He could be out for a couple of months as well. Uh, Albert Hapawade, not in the NRL, but in the lower grades, has done his ACL. So any chance of seeing him this season is gone, and that's obviously a bad injury for someone so young just starting their career out. That's something that could linger, although hopefully it's a, a Teddy situation where he does it does it young and, and gets over it and manages to play through. So our thoughts go out to Albert Hapawade, who will not be taking part in any more league this season. Gallon was a late withdrawal with some ribs again. Nana McDonald, very, very bad ankle fracture and dislocation. Not too dissimilar to the Jarrell Yowie injury from a few years ago. So Nana's season is done, unfortunately. Blake Green for the Warriors was a late withdrawal with a groin injury. Asiata from the uh, Cowboys has also injured himself, could be out for up to six weeks. Ash Taylor from the Titans couldn't see out the game due to a leg injury. Be interesting to see if he comes up this week or not. Isaiah Yo injured his shoulder, could be out for up to six weeks. And JWH was a late withdrawal again due to rib cartilage injury carryover from the prior week. So there is a number of injuries there. For Fida will be the main one from a Supercoach perspective that everyone will be watching along with Jai Arrow. Um... Maybe maybe Guerra sees someone like Mitch Barnett or someone getting a few extra minutes there in the back row. And Nana McDonald probably sees a, some sort of mid-price to come in there for the Cowboys. Well, like I said, Fafita and Arrow are the real ones to watch this week, probably alongside Ferguson. Now, for my team, some of the hits this week. Garner with a 74, like I said. Whilst he was on my bench, that's going to be awesome for him for his uh, money-making potential going forward. Excellent to have that in there in the rolling average. His BE before this week was about 38, so he's going to see a jump, and he'll be up over 400K soon, which will be a perfect trade-out pre-origin. Cleary, good to see him get back to some form with an 82. Damian Cook has always 115, just awesome game, should have captained him. Those that did captain him are sort of up around the 1,200 mark this week, so well done to, to all of you out there. Lachlan Burr, 89 points in only 46 minutes. Just one of the best cows, as I said in the preseason. I thought he was going to have a big year. BE was minus 8, so he's going to have a huge increase. And with that 89 and his rolling average for a couple more weeks, he's another one who will be a perfect trade-out pre-origin. Had a try assist and two line break assists, which pushed him up to that 89. Ponga rushing back from the funeral in New Zealand to score 78. Well done. Excellent score, especially with the HIA. Gerbo, another good score there with 74. Uh, who else have we got? Ponga's actually up to 81 uh, now that I look, which is awesome. Gerbo's up to 75. Burr is, yep, Burr's still on 89. We've got Nakora. Nakora is just a beast. Another 80-point score by him. 
Teddy with the 76, which was an excellent score. Bateman came through with the 61 tonight, pre-updates, which is solid as well. Some of the misses in my team this week, Jai Arrow, just not sure what to do with him. Really going to have to have a look at him this week and, and think if he's a sell. Only played the 49 minutes. He did, like we said, go off before the end of the game due to that ankle injury, but still... I mean, look, that only probably cost him four or five minutes, so I'm just not sure what to do with Jai Arrow at the moment. Cameron Murray came back to earth a bit this week, uh, could only score, where's old Murray there, 45 points in 59 minutes, so played a few less minutes there, unfortunately. Burgess, sorry, I've killed him, 54 points. Gutho uh, in a tough, tough game tonight. The Raiders are really showing something this year. They're, they're a team to watch. I think they could go a fairly long way, and they've held the, the Eels scoreless, which obviously means Gutho couldn't get those attacking stats that he's had so far during the year, so only a 33 there. And Reed Marnie with a 42. He just tackles. That's all Reed Marnie does, really. Plays 80 minutes and just tackles. He's a decent backup hooker, but I need to get him out of my 17. I need to get some upgrades to the likes of Garner and Burr and um and you know some of these reserve outside backs. I need to get like a Capewell in or someone like that so I can stop playing Reed Marnie because he gives you forty to forty five tackles but not much else. Not much else, unfortunately. Ryan Madison only with a fifty was a little bit underwhelming, but that's not too bad. And Ockenbore with a forty one. You can't be too disappointed with a forty one for a rookie especially with the break-even of minus 100. He's obviously going to skyrocket in price. Had a pretty pretty horrible game from an NRL perspective, but still, break-even was negative 100, so he's going to go right up in price. Not the, not the ideal third game, though. Let's leave it at that. Okay, let's have a look at some of the other players here. I've got a big, long list of other players here. We'll start with Payne Haas from Thursday night. 77 points. We'll combine him with Cherry, who only scored 25. Uh, I didn't see that game, but from all reports, he made a few mistakes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So the question for me this week is, do you need to get Cherry? Sure, he's going to go up in price, but presuming that Moylan is back soon, he might not play too many games. Um, You know, you've got Dugan there, a chance for Origin, I'm not sure. But I don't know about Cherry. I mean, with Payne Haas, do you go a week early on Payne Haas? He did start at lock. Do Do you go Haas and CHT this week so you can go bang, bang, double upgrade the week after? 
instead of having to go CHT and Cherry this week, make a little bit of cash, but then you, you have to go Haas in one upgrade uh, in the following week. I'm thinking of maybe just, just letting Cherry go, letting him sail away. He scored 29, which is not ideal. Four errors. Could have been a few tries, though, from what I hear. So that 29 easily could have been 70 or 80. So that's the thing. It's a tough choice. Something to, a choice to be made during the week, but I don't think Cherry is a must-have by any means. Uh, Payne Haas, on the other end, if he's going to continue to start at lock and, and make 42 tackles and have 17 runs, uh, then he's a must-have for sure. Alex Twal had another good game with 75 points. He's proving to be potentially a lower-end front-row keeper there. 54 tackles, huge performance. And the, in the second game of the weekend, the Cardi party was kind of back. 51 points with a lucky try, penalty try that got given to Bryce Cartwright. Jeez, I mean, owners are pretty lucky. Without that, he's on 34. So I'm still saying the party's not back, but take your 51 points and be very happy, people. Fisher-Harris, 102 points in the same game. Try, try, assist, line break, line break, assist. Bunch of attacking stats, obviously, but he's been doing it so far this year, and he's worth a look. Kakao uh, is coming back as well. 80 minutes, 78 points. Try with a line break. Viliami, we know how good he's been in prior years. Only available in the second row this year. That was his, that'll be his second game, so his price won't change. But he's probably not worthy of a, uh, I don't know, he's a lower end second row, but you've only got a certain number of second row positions, so I'm not sure if I'd be rushing out to get Kikau, but he could be an option at some stage. For the Cowboys, Josh Maguire keeps racking them up in the absence of Taumalolo, another good score there of 65 points, not really an option though, but just keeps racking them up. Munster, another great score. He's averaged 72 for the season and just come out and put up a 78 uh, off a break-even of 43. So his price is going to go up again. Could be an option there for you in the 5-8th position or, or full-back there behind Teddy. Although he's got to deal with RTS uh, in that full-back slot who had another excellent game for the Warriors even though they got pipped uh, in the last couple of minutes by a man who we'll talk about in a second. But... Still at yes with 89 points, averaging 77 for the year, break-even 44. He's a he's a serious fullback option, I think. You pair him with Teddy uh, and f- just forget Turbo and just roll with RTS and Teddy for the rest of the year. He'll only be priced at around about 610, 620, not too expensive. If, if you do the Haas trade this week and forget Cherry, you know, you do a Napa to Haas or someone like that, you could potentially have enough to upgrade um, one of your outside backs maybe to, to RTS, which wouldn't be the worst move in the world. In that same game, obviously, we had Corey Walker, scored four tries, had three line breaks, had a try assist and a line break assist. Just a ridiculous game. and won it for the Rabbits, like I said, in the last couple of minutes. 160 points, break-evens 50. Price is going to skyrocket, and it's going to go bang-bang in the next two weeks as well. He's going to make a heap of cash for owners and you know if you've got if you've got trades like myself if you've only made two three four trades so far this year maybe he's worth a look at a short term short term cash gain because he's gonna he's at 595 now 100 points he'll be up around 650 he'll go up to 750 and maybe touch 800 in the next couple of weeks so there's a there's quick cash to be made if you've got the bonus trades
CHT for the Warriors in the halves, he's a must-have this week in my opinion. 79 last week and 67 this week, looking good, looking good. Uh, for the Knights, Clemmer kept on doing what he's been doing so far this year. 66 points in 69 minutes, very solid. Fitzgibbon only played the 63 minutes due to a HIA and only scored 37 points, uh, averaging 45 for the year before this game. He's not an option, in my opinion. DCE came in with the season average of 77 and busted out a 78 with a line break of 40-20 and a forced dropout and five goals. He's a halfback only. He's too expensive to get now, especially with Origin coming up, but well done to those of you who had him. Luke Capewell for the Sharkies, he's doing a great job for owners. He's doing an excellent job. Playing 80 minutes again, BE was 8 and he scored 81. So 54 season average before this game. Well done to those of you who jumped on Capewell at the start of the year. Latrell Mitchell turned up 103 points. Only averaged 44 for the season to date, but worth a... Tunup is a, is obviously a good good score. I mean, yeah, it's a stupid comment. Sixty eight was his BE. He's got Origin coming up, but he's got six or seven weeks before that. He's dropped in value a little bit. I'm not in a position to upgrade a centre wing yet, but if you are looking to upgrade a centre wing, maybe maybe Latrell's um, one to consider. He looks like he's coming good. Uh, looks like he's coming good there with the Roosters having settled in the halves and having him in the centres. Obviously with a try, try assist, line break assist and five goals and the Roosters are looking really good this year so those goals should continue. For the, also for the Roosters, sorry, 22 points for Radley. That's just a joke. 40 for Crichton in 77 minutes. He's going to have owners a bit frustrated there. Anyone who jumped on him couple of comments for the just back to the Broncos game. Katoni Stags could only manage 28 points. He's been a popular cheapie, but with Roberts in the extended bench on the weekend and Stags only scoring 28, I don't think too many people are going to be looking at him. And the Milf, I mean, the, the Broncos have got to do something about their halves. Milf had only scored 22, came into the week within a season average of 44. Not a super coach option and potentially not an NRL option for the Warrior, for the Broncos at this stage. Okay, on to the Doggies and St. George. For the Dogs, CHN came in with a bit of hype. I, I didn't really understand why. I mean, averaging 56 for the year, but he's already priced at 450k. It's it's expensive. Break-even of 6. He scored 37, so he's going to go up a little bit in price, but it's not doing much. On I don't see why people paid 450 for him. Reese Martin, 61 points. He'll drop in value a little bit, a little bit, but... Um, not too much, and he's he's still proving to be that 60 to 65 point keeper. What did he do this week? Um, two offloads, 15 runs, 35 tackles. Good game there from Reese Martin. Like we mentioned, Ockenball before, a rough NRL game, but he's still going to jump up a heap in price. For the Dragons, old Benny Hunt, 126 points, massive score, a couple of tries there, a bunch of other attacking stats as well, so... Good game by him. The Dragons just pumped the Bulldogs this afternoon. This was the Bulldogs of old. Hunt had two try assists, a line break, and three line break assists to go with those two tries as well. The last game of the weekend, like we said, the Raiders held the Eels scoreless, and Papali, sorry, Papali, not Papali, 
Josh Papali for the Raiders managed 93 points uh, with a try and a line break and a good solid set of base stats with seven tackle busts. Good score for him. Been a rough start for the year, only averaging 46, but he's repaid own as well right there. Rappin has gone back to what he used to do. Ton up one week and then 33 the next week. I don't think that he's a viable option. His season average is 61, but that was only bumped up by that ton last week. And I know that he's got the ability to bust out those tons, but he's just far too hot and cold for my liking. And I, will, I won't be considering him as one of my sort of center wing upgrades as the season progresses. Just wanted to make mention, special mention of Jamin Salmon. Nine points. Pretty sure he played the full 80. 15 tackles, nothing else, four missed tackles and two errors. I mean, to score in single digits and play the full 80 minutes is a, it's something that should be recognised and rewarded. So shout out to Salmon, nine points and 80 minutes. Well done, mate. Alvaro had a decent score there with 62 points, all in base. Junior Paulo, 50, not too bad. We mentioned Sean Lane earlier, 56, probably bump up a little bit. Solid score there. Bit, looked a bit more involved tonight. Four tackle busts, two offloads, and 30 tackles. Um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be around that 55 to 60 average. He's low, low-end keeper in the front row. People should be looking to upgrade him if possible, but for those who held him, 56 is not a bad outcome. Against a break-even of 90, though, he is going to drop in price a little bit, but it's not the end of the world. All right, I think that's it. Like I said, I'm sitting on an 1100. It's not ideal. It's going to see me drop. I keep dropping every week, but I've got trades in hand. I use my first two trades of the year this year. So this week I'll be looking at bringing in CHT and then one of either Cherry or Haas. Um, the week after, if I if I go Cherry this week, the week after I'll go Napa to Haas and then probably Ghana or Burr as an upgrade. If I end up going Haas this week, I'll try and get a couple of those upgrades in next week. I don't know if I'll have enough cash or not, but it might be one upgrade and, and some cash left over. But yeah, not sure if I'll get Cherry this week or not. I think I'll have to have a bit more of a look at the numbers, try find out when Moylan's coming back, etc., etc. All right, cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 